Well, good good morning, friends, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Kelly S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Today is November 30th, 2023. This is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. We are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on the forward to the second edition, and we're on page XVII. We're on the third paragraph down there. starts with, it was now time the struggling group thought. We'll read through that one paragraph, ending with a new phase of its pioneering time, and comments will just be on that one paragraph. So today's readers are Sherry D. reading the text, Judith S.P. reading pages 164, our newcomer greeter is Reva P, and our second hour host is Janice P.M. So, the reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, November 29, 2023, this 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, was uh, 20889, 20889, and the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting yesterday, 20890, 20890. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'll now have Misty C. read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Misty. Good morning. Thank you so much. I'm Misty C. Recovering uh, Compulsive Overeater. Uh, Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made amends, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will and for the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much.
Great. I'll now have Joni Y. read the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Joni. Good morning. This is Joni Y. from uh, Compulsive Overeater from Connecticut, the 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you so much. So here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and readers is six months. There's no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that you share Uh, directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So uh, to share, you'll press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. To have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Okay, so today we're in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in four to second edition. We're on, let's see, page XVII, third paragraph down there that says, starts with, it was now time to struggling groups, and it ends with a new phase of its pioneer time, and we'll just read in comments. We'll be on that one paragraph, and Sherry D. is going to get us started. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, tribe. Sherry D., compulsive overeater in Maryland. It was now time, the struggling groups thought to place their message and unique experience before the world. This determination bore fruit in the spring of 1939 by the publication of this volume. The membership had then reached about 100 men and women. 
the fledgling society, which had been nameless, now began to be called Alcoholics Anonymous from the title of its own book. The flying blind period ended and AA entered a new phase of its pioneering time. So first of all, I really want to thank the historians in this group for um, giving me information about my family lifeline that I was not aware of. I have a tendency to go down a rabbit hole when I try to uh, research information about this book and this program. So I'm very grateful for those people that do that work for me. Um, I I really want to uh, point out from the information that I have that since this edition appeared in 1939, the chapters around the AA recovery program, the original 12 steps and those personal histories of the AA's uh, co-founders remain unchanged since this original publication. They've added personal histories to it, but this text has remained unchanged. What that tells me is if it works, don't fix it. This has been around since 1939. It's saving people's lives on a daily basis. And if I practice the principles and the steps that are put in this book, I too have the grace of being recovered a day at a time. And I'm so very grateful for that. I also wanna just shout out to Team Thursday. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of service for this group. I appreciate it. It's adding to my recovery. And with that, I will keep coming back. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Well, thanks for getting us started, Sherry. Okay, so we're going to open up the meeting for sharing. And although we do value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third uh, day in order to others can share. There's over 400 people sometimes on here. So if you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday on any vision meeting, please allow others the opportunity to share today. Uh, please keep your share to three minutes to allow time for as many people as possible. I'll let you know when the time is up. And please give me your first name and initial of your last name when you're, and where you're calling from. Go. Melissa C. Melissa. Lisa C. Lisa C. Lauren Grace B. Lauren Grace B. Rachel K. Rachel K. Diane G. Canada. Diane G. Carolyn All right, S-H. well, oh, who was it, Carolyn? Yep, Carolyn S.H., thanks. Carolyn S.H. Julie P. Julie P. Julie P. 
Well, this sounds like a good list to get started. So here's what I got. Melissa C., Lisa C., Lauren Grace B., Rachel K., Diane G., Carolyn S.H., and Julie P. So let's get started with Melissa. Good morning, Melissa. Hey, good morning, Kelly. Thanks so much for your service. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, you know, um, I am grateful that there's historians and, um, you know, to give me background information, and that's awesome and helpful. Um, I'm definitely not a historian. And for me, um, what what helps me in my own personal study of the book is to um, read it like directions, um, even the, even this part of the book. And, and, you know, what I love is that my directions that I've gotten from this book are so consistent. It says, like, here that struggling groups, or for me, I'll say a struggling me, thinks, okay, place my message in unique experience before the world, and that kind of determination will bear fruit. Um, that's the direction I get. And so, you know, what do I do when I'm struggling? I place my message and my unique experience before the world, um, and for me that has bore fruit. So, you know, when I'm in a period of struggle, you know, things are not going according to my plan, how I believe they should be going, people are not doing what I want, you know, people I love are not healthy or are not treating me the way I want to be treated. You know, I'd say, like, basically life is, is being lifey. And so my direction is um, get out of my self-imposed crisis. You know, get out of the bondage of my negative thinking and beliefs, my thought that this isn't fair, this shouldn't be happening to me, I should do something to change my circumstance, um, I need to work harder. Like, those are my self-imposed crisis-type thoughts. And what do I do to get out of that? I place my message and my unique experience before the world. And so then what is my message? Like, if I'm going to rely on putting that out, what is it? And for me, it's that there is a solution, you know, and it's not just a better food plan, because um, I was just asked about that yesterday when somebody, you know, commented on my sustained um, weight loss that I've been able to maintain a weight for a while. They were like, what do you eat? And so my food plan isn't my message, because there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing new that I could tell you about it. It's the same boring, basic, you know, run-of-the-mill, <laughs> like, weighted-measured, disciplined plan that everybody seems to have. But my experience is that there is a power that helps addicts like me and that I've had an experience with the miraculous, you know, a deep and effective spiritual experience where God has entered my heart and lives in a way that has changed me from the inside out. So I don't walk around anymore most of the time living in a self-imposed crisis, and I feel acceptance most of the time for life being lifey. And then the fruit that I bear you know, I know my time is up, but I'm going to say real quick, the fruit I bear, physical recovery, spiritual connection, you know, my fruit is look at the third, fifth, ninth step promises. And and the real message is that this is available for anybody who wants to have an experience of the miraculous and is willing to surrender. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Melissa. All right, now we have Lisa C. followed by Lauren Grace. Good morning, Lisa. Where are you calling from? Hi. Hi, good morning. This is Lisa C. from New Jersey. Um, 
Good morning. I um, <clears throat> Sorry, I have a little cold. Um, so I, the things that really stood out to me about this paragraph um, is I really thought about the power of an origin story, you know, and um, I think this is included to remind me that uh, how how something forms is important, you know. I think, like, when I was a much younger child, when I was small, you know, it's like, that question that children ask of their parents, where do babies come from? Where did I come from? How did I get here? How was I born? You know, these are kind of things that are in my um, in my cellular makeup to wonder about as a human being and as a creation of something much bigger than me, as a, you know, um, sort of accidental or maybe not, you know, cluster of cells that became this thing that I am now, right? And so... I think that uh, I am curious about the origin story, and I also just really love how, um, you know, what's clear to me in this paragraph is that there is a tremendous power in naming something. You know, um, we name we name our children, we name our our circumstances. I, you know, I, I work with my students on naming their emotions, right? That's the first step, right? Then we move into regulating those emotions and managing those emotions, right? But the first step is, can we name what we felt? And so I think that this is so powerful. Um, I also think about, you know, um, saying the names of those. Like just, um, I was so struck by that because I think it's really actually super tremendous, super significant. It's not like a minor thing. It's not a minor part of the book. Because that leads into um, the cessation of the flying blind period, right? Then, then we're really rocking and rolling, right? The Big Bang has happened, and now we're really spinning in space. Um, and we're spinning around a sun that uh, helps us grow. And that's, that's my higher power, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm growing in that direction um, because, because we can name this, because I am a compulsive overeater. And um, I say it every time I share, uh, just like all the rest of us, right? We say it, we name it. And, and by naming it, um, I, I turn towards it. I don't try to shut it out. I embrace what I am and I embrace what I can be with my God all around me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. Next up, Lauren Grace B, followed by Rachel K. Good morning, Lauren Grace. Good morning. Good morning. This is Lauren Grace B, a grateful, recovered, compulsive. Uh, the part in the reading that really hit me was the flying, flying blind period ended. And I believe that the flying blind period ended for AA because they had a connection with God and God was leading and guiding them. And that is so true for me in my life. I, I truly feel after 50 58 years uh, before I was recovered that the flying blind period has ended. I, I, have, I have a very clear plan for my life. I have a clear way of eating. Um, I have disciplines that help me to stay connected with God. I, I listen to meetings daily or go to meetings daily. I work with others daily. I work with a sponsor. Um, the 10th step is just such such an amazing gift that whenever I'm feeling um, any kind of emotion, I can take it through the 10th step. And at the end of the 10th step, 
when I get to fear, how would God have me be? Oh, my goodness, that just changes the whole trajectory. And then I listen for what else God would have to say with me. Um, And then the 11th step, connecting with God. You know, I always had a relationship with God. But now that I have a relationship with God through the steps, it's just changed everything. God is, it says in the big book, God is everything or nothing. And I just truly believe that God is everything to me. And that's all that I have to share. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Lauren Grace. Next up is Rachel Kay, followed by Diane G. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning, Kelly, and good morning, everybody. This is Rachel Kay, compulsive overeater from Indiana. Um, yeah, thank you for all the shares, and thank you, everybody, doing service on this meeting. Shares have been great. And what I love about this paragraph and what I love about the founders is, um, like, I I always hated when people called me a perfectionist because I thought, well, I'm not a perfectionist because if I were a perfectionist, my life would be perfect or at least approaching, and it's so not. But the truth is I am, um, and perfectionism is all about ego. Like, I think, you know, you don't have to be perfect, but I'm so special that that's, you know, I, I should be perfect. And our founders did not wait until they had all their ducks in a row and everything, <clears throat> excuse me, was all, you know, okay, it, it doesn't say, the reading doesn't say, um, it was now, t- it says a struggling group sought to place their message and unique experience before the world. They were still struggling. Um, they were still fledgling, but yet they put it before the world. You know, they had a, you know, this, this thing, it wasn't perfect. Not all the, the, you know, the precepts and everything were completely in a row and defined and we had officers and, you know, secretaries and whatever. They just said, yeah, let's put out a book. They didn't even have a name. And so that's inspiring to me that, you know, I don't have to go through the world waiting until either my program is perfect before I can share it with somebody or, you know, even outside a program, I don't have to, before I put myself out there to people and help people, I don't have to wait until, you know, my hair is all done and my clothes, you know, are perfect. I don't have to wait. God doesn't want me to wait until I'm perfect because then I'm just in self. You know, then I am obsessed with self. How can I get better? How can I be, you know, prettier? How can I be this and this and this before I put myself out there? No, God wants me to get out of self and to, you know, carry the message and to be of service to him and his kids, not wait until, you know, all my ducks are in a row. So anyway, thanks for letting me share and I'll pass. All right. Thanks, Rachel Kay. Next up, Diane G. followed by Carolyn S.H. Good morning, Diane. Morning. Hi, I'm Diane G., a grateful recovered compulsive leader from Canada. And um, just like everybody else, for the last 42 years, I think I've tried every pounds. And I guess what I'm in awe of is that the first hundred message has reached me, Diane G., a compulsive reader in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. And from 1939 to 2023, like without the technology 
that would have never happened. And I am just so grateful for that miracle. And in March, um, at the age of 62, I was diagnosed with ADHD. And it just made me realize that my learning isn't like your learning. And I have a hard time comprehending reading. And just to have the big book by myself, I have a hard time understanding. So I realize I will always be the student. And I'm so thankful for all of you for being my teachers that you study it and then that you can explain it to me on the level that I can understand it. So I'm just so grateful for you in the program and for how it's changed my life. Thank you. Thank you, Diane G. So next up, Carolyn S.H. followed by Julie P. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks so much for your service. Um, and thanks to Team Thursday, Carolyn S.H. recovered in Massachusetts. And um, uh, I actually chose to share out of um, kind of a, um, a light promise I made to myself to share as often as I can, usually like once a week, and I just haven't done it lately. And I'm realizing that's like just in line with this. Um, paragraph like and what others have said about um, putting putting myself out there even when I'm not perfect and I'm I'm flying blind in the moment um, and I believe that's in line with the principles of this program um, and I really love hearing about um, using the textbook using this book as a textbook like by example, so I'm not being told do this in this paragraph, but um, what I'm seeing is that this is what worked um, for our founders. And um, I'm often struggling, I'm often, often flying blind. Um, and the idea of putting myself out there and finding um, my identity, finding what I'm, what I'm to be called, if you will, um, um, and entering a new phase, um, owning who I am. Uh, and that's taking so many forms these days and just really owning um, how I feel and, and who I am, who I'm meant to be in the world. Um, even if I don't know 100% who that is, I, I used to know who that is. I used to think I know um, and like, um, try to manage it, and I can't. Um, uh, and yeah, I think, I think, um, that's all I need to share and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of this group. Thanks. Well, thank you, Carolyn S.H. Next up is Julie P. And then we'll be taking some more names. Good morning, Julie. Good morning. My name is Julie P., a compulsive overeater in northern Minnesota, recovering by the grace of my higher power this morning. Um, I really want to thank everybody for being here. And I just, I too have made the commitment that I'm going to share, try to share um, once a week because it helps keep me out of isolation. And um, I am on day 43 of coming back from a relapse. And I was just you know, really thinking about this paragraph and 
And I love how people look up words because I thought that I knew what flying blind meant. Well, I looked it up and it says to do something based on guesswork, intuition, or without any help or instructions. And we're not a glum lot. I had to totally laugh at myself about that because it's like, you know, I've been doing that for the last 60 years. And how's that working for me? Well, I guess it put me back in a relapse. And I'm so grateful for this time around because I am definitely having some new experiences, um, really starting to go deeper into my character defects and how it's affecting my life. And um, I'm starting to make some major changes in my life. Thank you to this big book and all of you sharing rigorous honesty. And um, my husband's not so happy with some of these changes that I'm making. But you know, it's okay. It is okay. Everything will be okay if I just trust in my higher power and keep doing the deal and try to not fly blindly. And I don't have to do that now because I have a power greater than myself that's got the wheel. And um, all I have to do is stay out of that seat because I just don't know how to fly. I just do not know how to fly. And that's a good thing today. Thank you, everybody. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. <laughs> okay, so here's where we are, you guys. We're in four to the second edition. Uh, we're in paragraph eight or whatever. X-V-I-I. That's the third paragraph. It was now time the struggling groups through that one paragraph ending with a new phase of its pioneering time. Commenting on that. So if you uh, shared... Tuesday or Wednesday on any vision meeting uh, and you'd like to share today, we'd love to have you. Give me your name and uh, initial of your last name. Christina J. from North Carolina. Christina J. Harlan G. Leah Harlan. Amy G. Amy G. SCV. I didn't get that. Hester, Hesse V. Hester V. Okay. <laughs> is that what you said? Hester V? Yes, I'm called Hesse. Most people know me as Hesse. Okay. Hesse it is then. All right. Anybody else? Well, here's who I have. Christina J, Leah S, Harlan G, Amy G, and Hesse V. So let's get started with Christina J. Good morning, Christina. Morning, everyone. Christina J in North Carolina. And uh, boy, it was now time the struggling groups fought to place experience. We all have this incredible, unique experience. And there's a message in that because this experience of recovery is something that I never knew was out there. And so to try to help a newcomer get to that, you know, when I was a newcomer, I had these uh, illusionary wings out and I was flying, baby. 
I thought I knew. You know, I did the steps. I started 12, going, going, going. And, uh, boy, did I have a lot of falls ahead of me. And it, it's all okay because, um, for me, there was a long flying blind period in many, many, many ways. And um, I may continue to fly blind in, in several ways. But the thing is, is I have this grounding in this program to help me come back down from those illusionary wings of I think I got it and it's okay to take the bite and blah, blah, blah. Because it's not, I have learned to the depth of my bones what step one is about. To share my story and my unique experience of recovery through the years. Because I've, you know, I feel like this for me has been a step stone of recovery. One step of recovery, go back. Another step of recovery, go back. And certainly on an emotional and spiritual level, it is like a bit of recovery, a bit of recovery. God uncovers more and more stuff that I need to work on. And that stuff could drive me to the food if I didn't have this program, you know. I mean, I, I can imagine sitting in years of therapy, uncovering stuff and not having God, not having this program, and just going out and binging my head off about the things I was discovering. But I have a chance in this program to heal. And this, this book and these people's unique, it's a, such a unique experience up to this point, as Harlan's probably going to share on, um, because before this, there was nothing like this. Uh, and to have this down in a book. You know, and, and, and I just feel like this book is written by something much bigger than all of us. It's so perfect. It has such perfection in every paragraph as they try to gently bring the message to us. Um, and it bore fruit. My God, it bore fruit. Look at us. Look at us today. And if you're a newcomer out there and you want this thing, it might take you a while before you're not blind. You know, you just, you just have to trust. That's the main thing. You know, I've had blinders on for so long about such about the the deep parts of this program and what it really is about, which you've heard many people say it's not about the food. It's about the soul, recovering the soul, reconnecting the soul to something bigger than ourselves and walking that path every day. It's such a relief, you know, and we get to practice not living in fear because I'm human. I'm going to slip back into fear. I'm going to slip back into my dross of life. But I've got this program and fellows to pull me out. You know, isolation is my biggest enemy. Thinking I can do it myself. Not making the call. Slipping out of my meal plans. You know, thinking I can overeat my ass. I mean, the list goes on and on. But we've got this program. And and we have a unique experience to share with you. And you'll get there where you can share it with others. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Christina J. Next up, we have Leah F. Followed by Harlan G. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S., and I'm in Brooklyn, New York, and so happily recovered. Wow, this paragraph has so much depth and weight for me because um, I it's a unique experience saying that way that each stage has its uh, time and 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 and. I keep on growing and growing and growing, and I'm not the same like I was yesterday or the day before that. I came in with with different uh, kinds of um, goals and different kinds of uh, uh, stuff, and if I saw a struggling group, then I just went on and I went to different meetings in Manhattan, or I went to this one or that one, and 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 then came a stage where I want to help those struggling groups, 
and I went back to those meetings and um, uh, the determination to continue to grow and to continue to uh, to want to be better, better for for myself, because it was working. I saw the the results. It was really keeping me not only occupied, but it was also keeping me um, um, uh, abstinent. It was keeping me to to be happy with 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 others and happy with myself, and and to be in my own skin and. Um, and, and and then I started opening meetings as well, and I I realized and I started saying, you know what, honey, three people are a meeting. It's a meeting, and then it grew, and then it you know it just and then came COVID, and I didn't want to go to meetings, but I went to a Zoom. This this paragraph has so many stages, and each day has so many stages for me. And every day I get more and more excited about meetings and getting together and getting to be a better person. And with that, I will pass. Well, thank you, Leah S. Next up, we have Harlan G., followed by Amy G. Good morning, Harlan. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you for your service this morning. I wasn't going to share today, but evidently this is a command performance, so I'm, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to serve. Anyway, I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. There were three things that the original alcoholics wanted to do. Thank God they only did one of them. The first thing they wanted to do was they wanted to start a chain of hospitals throughout the country to put the alcoholics in, and Dr. Bob was going to be in charge of the hospitals. He was going to be the head physician. And the next thing they wanted to do was they wanted to have a group of paid missionaries going hither and yon throughout the United States, preaching to people about their remedy for alcoholism. Thank God that didn't happen. And the third thing that they wanted to do, thank God it did happen, was they wanted to write a book. And on April the 10th, 1939, the culmination of the work of God primarily, I don't believe Bill wrote the book. It is my belief he wrote it down. He didn't write it. It was God-inspired, in my opinion, in my opinion. Uh, April the 10th, 1939, the book was printed, and there were contributions from Hank Parkhurst, who wrote the chapter to employers. Hank was also contributing here and there during the, or uh, amidst the time that Bill was writing the rest of the book. Uh, There were contributions from other people in there, like Jimmy Burwell, God as you understand God. Jimmy was an atheist. He wasn't going to stand for a book that preached a Christian God. Remember, these guys were coming out of the Oxford group, and the Oxford group was not concerned with alcoholism at all. They were people practicing first century Christianity to the best of their ability. And most of the book that they had written down was in the imperative, you do this, you do that, you say this, you say that. And not long before the book was printed, in New Jersey, there, Montclair, New Jersey, there was a doctor named Dr. Howard. He was a psychiatrist, and he went to Bill in the early part of 1939 and beseeched Bill to change the atmosphere of the book 
from the imperative to the declarative. And what that means is instead of you do this and you do that, these are the steps we took, these are the things we found. But here is the nugget of this book. Number one, two nuggets. Number one, it is the only book to record to specifically teach people, tell people how exactly to do what you need to do to recover. And the other thing that was extremely unique about this book was for the very first time, well, the first time they had the instruction manual, the textbook, never before had that been written, ever. But there was also something about this book that was an earthly first. And that is for the very first time in the history of planet Earth, there were people whose stories adorned the back of the book. Time who had recovered from alcoholism, unheard of. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks for your service, Kelly. Hated to interrupt the nugget, but uh, anyway, thanks so much, Harlan. Uh, next up is Amy G. followed by Hesse V. Good morning, Amy. Hey, Kelly. Good morning. Uh, thank you, everyone, for such an awesome meeting. Well, I was so busy listening to Harlan, I kind of forgot exactly what I wanted to say, but, um, you know, such a powerful paragraph, and I love so much hearing the history uh, so much because it just shows me so much God, my higher power at work, you know, a power greater than me and greater than Bill, as uh, others have alluded to. I mean, there's a saying that goes around that says, you know, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. I mean, I don't know about you all, but I don't just walk out the door. You know, most people don't just walk out the door and say, okay, well, I'm going to go write a book, right? But having had deep and effective spiritual experiences like Bill and the hundred others that are here in this paragraph, they become driven by another purpose, which is to carry the message to the still suffering compulsive, uh, still suffering alcoholic. And to me, that is just so incredibly transformative because I can see that in my life, you know, what was important to me before program is not as important to me anymore. You know, material goods, popularity, validation, accumulation of wealth, those things are all fine and good. And yes, I can be as selfish as the next person, but I'm now driven by a different purpose which is where I understand that in my spiritual growth by giving to others and carrying a message and being of service to my fellow man, not only through recovery, but in my family and to my community, that I find a greater purpose than material wealth, for example, or getting what I want. I have a new purpose and I am driven by it. And here we have Bill and his hundred others being driven to carry a message to the world. Talk about grand ideas and you know what I mean and 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 you look at the history and you see God at work you know where things happen that couldn't have happened like was said earlier thank God it didn't happen but the book did happen why is that because when God wants something to happen it happens no matter how much I screw it up right because I'm willing to suit up and show up and stay on the firing lines to be driven by the purpose of carrying the message Hope that made sense, and with that, I will pass. Made sense to me. All right, thanks, Amy G. And then uh, next up is Hesse B., and then we'll have time for a few more shares. Good morning, Hesse. 
Good morning, fellows. Um, thank you so much for being here on the line. I'm a new voice on this line, and I feel today is the perfect time to share. It says we have to carry the message, so I don't know how many people are on the line, but I have to bear testimony to the miraculous power of this program and especially of, of vision. Um, I've been in program for quite a while, uh, almost 18 years now, but for the past 10 years, I was not able to stay fully abstinent. I tried, I played around, and um, didn't get very good results, but today is day 42. Uh, last night was my grandson's wedding. I was abstinent. We also had a pre-wedding dinner where I was abstinent. This is a miracle for me. And I truly believe that the reason I was abstinent, besides being very connected to people in this program now, is because I've started my fourth step. Um, I, I've, I'm almost finished with the inventory, um, writing out the resentments and my part in it. I have not yet done the fifth step, but I think just writing all that out gave me a lot of neutrality around family situations, excuse me, situations, which, um, <laughs> which came up at the wedding, <laughs> and and you know, this would set me off. I would be like so upset about certain things, and then I would turn to the food, and you know, I I being in program this long, I have done all the step work at least twice, but I never did it the way that I'm doing it now. You know, I'm I'm fully, you know, surrendering to the program and doing very deep work. And I have to say, you know, they had a dessert table. I even looked at it. I said, I don't need any of this. I'm I'm filled with gratitude. I share gratitudes every day with my sponsor. And one of my gratitudes was the miracle of two people finding each other. And they're so alike. They They both like the same thing. Same things, they looked so happy, and that's what I was focusing on. So the program has shown me so many miracles, and I'm I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you all for being here. I pass. Thank you, Hefe, for your share. Okay, guys, we are on uh, page XVII, third paragraph. It was now time to struggling groups. So we have time for a few more shares. If you haven't shared in the last three days, I'd love to hear from you. Hillary B. Allison M. Anita J. Anita. All right, let's stop there. Okay. Um, So, Hillary, Allison, Anita, and Roxanne, if we have time. So, Hillary, uh, I didn't get the last, the initial of your last name, and where are you calling from? You're up. Hillary, star one. Can't hear oh, you, Hillary. Goodness. I think it gets there you muted. Are. With... Okay, hi. Thank you so much. Hillary B. as in boy uh, in Southern California. I loved uh, the, the woman who shared that she wasn't a very strong reader and people could help her understand it. I am a very strong reader. 
a retired English teacher. I love reading. And it didn't make any difference. Well, it made it worse because I thought, oh, I understand this book. And I mess with the four words because there's nothing there for me. I still need people to explain it to me. Take me by the hand and show me what this book is telling me to do and how to do it. Because my ego is so big that I think I understand everything because my brain, my ego, everything tells me it makes sense out of things and tells me what everything means. And so thank goodness that the um, the practice and the dedication was put into place from the very beginning that in order to get this, I have to give it away. So, so there have been so many people that have been willing to give it away to me. And now I get the joy of giving it away to others. And every time I do, I benefit. I learn more about this book. I learn more about what I need to do to recover. I see more my character defects, flaws, whatever you want to call them. And uh, I'm very grateful to not be flying blind. It's not like I'm never flying blind. I still go there. I still fly blind. And there's people that I can call that help me straighten out the, the wings. So thanks for listening. I appreciate everyone on here, and uh, I pass. Thank you, Hillary. Next up, we have Allison, followed by Anita J. Allison, can I get the first initial of your last name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Allison M. calling from Washington, D.C. Um, you can hear me, right? <laughs> yep, gotcha. Okay, all right. Um, so... I have been in this program for a good many years, um, but I'm I'm new to a vision, and um, this is my first uh, time sharing. And I I just felt so moved and so compelled by um, uh, well, certainly all of the shares have been so amazing, um, and and that idea in the paragraph that. They had a hundred people behind them, and and uh, sure, let's do this. Let's let's write this book, and uh, um, it's just unfathomable to me to to think that they didn't have everything, that they didn't check everything, that everything was perfect, that that they had all the millions of backers, and that they and that they made sure that everybody uh everybody in the world thought that they were doing it right and and um uh, i i just to think that i can move forward imperfectly is um just really moving to me and um uh to think that i have something to share with somebody else that might be helpful even though i haven't um had it uh checked by scientists or something i haven't uh had it all all checked out and made sure it's all perfect to go it's um that that i have the the biggest check possible and that's a higher power that i i uh turn to and um 
I give it over to them and and uh and I sometimes get the courage to move forward and share what what I seem to have. And I'm just I'm grateful that we oh gosh, I'm sorry, I'm so silly. Uh <laughs> I uh, don't quite know what I'm saying, except that I'm just grateful for the opportunity to live this life imperfectly and to try to keep doing it better. So thanks so much, everybody, for your wisdom and your your shares and for letting me be a part of it. I pass. Thank you, Allison. Um, next up, Anita J. And we might have time for Roxanne, but not sure. You're up, Anita. Good morning. Thank you, Thank you. Good morning, Kelly. This is Anita J. Uh, recovered in Massachusetts. Thank you for your service and all the previous shares. Um, the word that just keeps drawing to me is fledgling. They were a fledgling organization. It says it's inexperienced or it could be immature, it could be underdeveloped. And the thing is, what I need to pray for for Anita May she always be a fledgling because I've been around for decades and yet it wasn't until 2014, February actually, that I finally, I guess, took the cotton out of my ears. I didn't know it was there because I thought I knew already. I never thought I was inexperienced. I've got it now. That was Anita. I never said it like that. That's how I behaved. And so what happened? I never really grew. I never really grew until actually it was the way the people on vision share. It That took the cotton. I don't even have any cotton anymore. I've got to listen. I've got to keep listening and growing. And because I can go back into being that immature, know-it-all. And I'll never grow that way. And it, and I won't have a message to pass on. If I want something to pass on, I've got to keep that humility, knowing that um, God has a plan for me. It's been rather marvelous to me um, and uh, and for all of us. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Kelly, are you there? I passed. Yeah, I'm here. I'm just talking. Roxanne, we have about a minute and a half if you want it. Sorry. Thank you, Anita, for letting me know. Roxanne, you want to share? Well, thank you so much. My name is Roxanne. M is in mother uh, from Iowa. And uh, grateful to share um, this, uh, I, the synchronicity of a lot of new new shares here i'm a new share um is not missing for me and perhaps rather's um i really connected with the flying blind piece because um well frankly i i'm on day 36 of the first authentic absence i've had ever in the program and with a synchronicity of meeting the sponsor through this this group and um i'm flying with it man it's it i'm i'm just so grateful that and uh 
and my experience uh, was flying blind uh, in the program because I did not understand this book. And with the grace of higher power helping through my sponsor, me understand the instrument panel through of this, uh, I'm just going to play with the metaphor of of flying. Um, I've I've learned how to to understand character defects and the instructions and the daily processes and and the promises and uh, so uh, that being able to fly uh, with all the guidance of higher power before me um, is allowing me to carry the cargo. I'm right at step 12, um, uh, looking to be of service and um, so grateful with that I'll pass. Oh my gosh, that was like perfect a minute and a half. Um, Okay. Well, thank you guys for everybody who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. The share ID for today, November 30th, is um, 20892, 20892. And thank you, Team Thursday. It's such a privilege. Thank you, Sherry D., Judith S.P., Maria H., Miss D.C., Joni Y., Reva P., and Janice P.M., and all of you guys, because we can't have a meeting without all of us. So we will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Judith S.P., will you please read A Vision for You? Hi, everyone. My name is Judith S.P. from Maryland. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until 